Hey, this is Fireman Rob. You know, optimal performance isn't something that happens just by accident. I know this for a fact from being a fireman and doing way too many Ironman triathlons and full firefighter gear. But everybody always asks me, what's your secret? I can give you one secret. That's the right stuff, hydration. Hydration is important when it comes to being present in the moment, ready to run into the fires and being capable of showing up every single time at your best. The Right Stuff was created for NASA by NASA for their astronauts. Now it's trusted by professional athletes in Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, and most of the top tier college sports. It's not an accident to prepare yourself to be great. If you're looking for that next edge, go to therightstuff-usa.com and enter the code FIREMANROB and you'll get 10% off at your checkout. This is an opportunity I wouldn't pass up. I have and still do use The Right Stuff. It's serious hydration for serious athletes, from the weekend warriors to those on the front lines. Make this a part of your habits to be the best you daily. Welcome to Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Being a fireman, father, veteran, husband, world record holder, and Ironman, he brings stories of experience to impact your life while challenging you to live it. What do you want from your life? Why do you want it? Are you willing to go through the challenges to get there? If you have the courage to take that first step, let this podcast be the catalyst to start your fire while you bring the resilience to make it continue to burn. Our lives are made up of moments called right nows. So let's get started. Forged in the Fires podcast with your host, Fireman Rob, begins now. We got the same blood, the same blood. Stay by your side, it's right or die. We've got the same. All right, welcome back to Forged in the Fires podcast. I'm your host, Fireman Rob. Today, we have somebody who needs to coin this term because it is the coolest term I've ever, ever heard. She helps people to realize their badassness. So they can do more, be more, and achieve more. Sandy, it's so great to have you on the program today. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs> or thanks for having me here. Uh, yeah. Being here. <laughs> well, it could be the same way. You're going to be teaching me today. You have so much. I, I, I love the concepts that you have because, you know, you are, you're a mom. You're, you're, you call okay. yourself a step monster. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, the biggest thing you're a cheerleader. And I, I love that because tell me more about your coaching style. Well, yeah. <laughs> I opened uh, Pandora's box tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I have my, uh, a whip and, um, in my hand on my, my second book is because I've been told I carry a whip and wear pointy shoes. Um, <laughs> and I like to get, I like to kick people in the ass to get them moving. So, there you go. If if you're not ready to put in the work, then I'm not your coach. I, I love it. So how did you how did you become? I always like to go back and find out the stories behind being able to get to this point to be that that badass business coach. Tell me the story of how you got there. <laughs> I I guess I was having a midlife crisis. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've always been an entrepreneur. So um, for gosh, I don't know, twenty six some years, um, I had a, I, I did everything against the grain, as right. one would think, and was always asking why. I drove my dad nuts asking why. So when I 
opened my first business, which was an, actually a marketing firm, um, I'm supposed to just be this little graphic designer doing whatever the client tells me. And I would constantly ask why. And then um, I love the strategy and that concept. So here I went to art school, but I have a very analytical mind. My father is an electrical engineer. So the perfectionist, the best engineer, just ask them all. And <laughs> so, you know, I, I got into that and then I transitioned. I just love that strategy of helping people and wondering why they wanted a, a trifold brochure. I used to say trifold brochures will not save the world. And yeah, I talked myself out of a lot of business sometimes. And then I transitioned into uh, being a chamber executive and loved, I just, because I was sort of asked, but I love that concept of helping community and helping businesses grow. And then 08, 09 happened and that job went away. But I also was struggling with it because I loved helping during that time, that first recession, um, which was a true reception without the, the pandemic. But right. um, yeah, so they, um, I loved helping the businesses. They would come to me and say, how can I, how can you help me? And as a chamber executive, I could only help so much because I was running the chamber. So when all that happened, I transitioned into, I thought, well, I'll go consult. And I really wanted to stay in the nonprofit business, but I was, this is where the, the, I guess, um, the, the shift, the, the, the shift happened. Yes. The shift happened. I, uh, a, a friend of mine emailed me and said, Hey, I'm going to revive this women's networking group. Um, will you come and support me? I'm like, absolutely. So I went and I sat there and I just was like listening to the, to women just go on and on and on. They couldn't really figure it out. And I'm like, Oh, I just wanted to speak up and be like, oh, I yeah. can help you. <laughs> and I just started actually zoning out and I, and this is one of the things I do is I make all my worksheets are things I've made for clients or myself. So Love people, that. people do always ask, well, where do you get your stuff? Or are you part of like XYZ coach? You know, I'm like, no, I'm me and everything is mine. So I started my first worksheet. I started writing down, what do I like to do? What have I heard people say about me? And because at the time I was just not happy and my daughter was getting ready to move from Indiana to California to go to college. And oh, wow. I just felt lost and she's my only daughter uh, or my only full kid. And I just right. was feeling really sad and lost. And all of a sudden it popped into my head coaching. I've had coaches. It's what I've been doing all along. So I got super excited, called my mentor. She's like, well, it's about freaking time. <laughs> and, yeah, Hazel Walker. <laughs> and she's the woman you love, you hate to love and love to hate. But right. um, she's like, okay, here's where you're going to go get your certification and courses. And that's it. And so the first class I took with Coachville, that's where I got my certification. Mm -hmm. Their first class was step, step up and stand out. So my first week in school was telling everyone I'm a coach and I'm like, oh, I don't have credentials. I don't have this. And tell me, <laughs> there are a lot of coaches out there that will never that never feel like they have enough um, education and yeah credentials, so they never actually coach. So, right, I just did it, and I got three clients like right off the bat. I'm like, I guess I'm coaching. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it. 
And, and, you know, if anybody wants to go and find out more, they can go to www.badassbusiness.coach. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a website in itself. That's right? amazing. I love that. Now, when you were talking about community, I love that because you, you brought in the fact of, you know, you loved being a part of the community, helping the community. One of the things that you do is a global community that you have called Taboo Tribe. Yes. Now, this is awesome because, I, I mean, if anybody wants to go and find out more about Taboo Tribe, you need to go to that website I just mentioned, badassbusiness.coach, to find out more because this is a tribe for badass women. It's not to bash men, but it's to no. help women do what? To connect and communicate and be real. Um, uh, yeah, just to be authentic and, oh, gosh, I wish I would have known we were going here. (laughs) I like Um, being unpredictable. Yeah. So there's, uh, I was talking with a woman. um, She's actually going to do our, our next uh, luncheon in March. She's going to help do um, the video part because it's, you know, everything has to be hybrid now. Right. So, right. right. Yeah. So she's going to help. And she asked me how to explain it. And I, I believe I said authentic, relaxed and connected is what the taboo tribe is about because I've been to so many women's quote unquote networking groups where it was just crappy food, clicky and um, just, you know, and the one, and the one that changed my life and when taboo started like immediately after was when we were at um, an event and there was a woman that came up on stage and she had a feminist t-shirt on. And I'm like, well, here we go. (laughs) um, You know, I've been asked, don't you think you're a feminist? I go, well, I'm not that kind. All she did, I was was hoping to hear from her about her women's startup group and her experience. Right. And instead, all she did was bitch about some dude that didn't shake her hand at an IT conference 20 years ago. Oh, jeez. So now probably 25 years ago. And I just was like, my friend and I was sitting there like, what the hell? And like, is she going to share? Like, I thought maybe she was going to spin it and say, okay, because there was a lot of young professionals, young women in this group. I thought she was going to talk about how she handled it, how she spun it. She talked about how shitty men are. And I mean, it just went down a path of like, well, we might as well break out politics at this point. Right. <laughs> I just was like appalled. So my friend Sevilla and I just left there going, we got to do something. And Tabu was already marinating. Uh, my other friend, Tiffany, my bitches. And we were like, okay, what do we do here? So we started meeting and Tabu, the women's luncheon was born. And then um, after that, the women loved it. I mean, it's, uh, I, I dub it as you're not your typical women's luncheon and it's not. Right. And then we, people wanted more networking type thing, but we call it connecting because networking is, seems very, um, you know, not authentic to me. Right. I've, I've been networking for 20 more years. personal. Yeah. It's very impersonal. So this is more connecting. And that's when bitches and booze was created and um yeah i love your 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 your, uh ability to put these the best words to the best programs is awesome (laughs) well you know 
you got to have fun with it. And that's the yes. whole thing is taboo was created because we wanted this. We wanted a kind of that safe space. So as a coach, I create a safe space for you to talk and share and be open and honest. And we wanted to, to create that for women as well. Like I will call people out or if I see anyone like feel like they're judgy and, and we've had people come and not ever come back mainly because they don't understand um, when I say, you know, when I walk up to the front and say, Hey bitches, it's, <laughs> it's like that with in, enduring love and support. And right. there's some people that it's not, it's not for them and that's okay. You know, they're not my bitch. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And I actually want to correct myself. Taboo tribe.com is where you want to have people go for that to sign up. Well, that's, you can get there either way, either way, either way. I mean, you want to see the full gamut of what you offer for people because that's that's the fun thing is like you're you're creating people into their best self. Yes. When you think about creating somebody into their best self, getting them out of that rut, like you're saying, like networking, like it's yeah. it's just one of those phrases that kind of makes your skin, you know, shiver mm-hmm. just because you're like, yeah, that's just me clicking a button on uh, LinkedIn and saying connect with me. Yeah. What are you teaching them from the perspective of what is communication? What is talking to yourself? What is talking to others? How does that relate to them finding their potential? Wow. Well, it's, it's really just a, you know, first get out of your own head. You know, um, I, when I've done whiteboard sessions with people and ironically, when I more so with men, um, they'll look at all their thoughts. I just, um, well, I used to have this big whiteboard in my office, but you know, I can take those big post-it note sheets anywhere or yeah. <laughs> obviously on zoom. Now they have, you know, whiteboard areas, but they, you know, just talking about what do you like, dislike, what do you want to do? Don't want to do what, you know, all these things, even, you know, people, sometimes people are like, okay, you're very different as a coach. And you ask a lot of different questions, you know, I, I had one guy when we were sitting down to talk about him starting a business and his business plan, he was confused when I said, so does your wife support you in this um, venture? How do you think owning a restaurant is going to help your quality of life when you have four littles and a wife? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. love that. And he was like, what? But um, so, I love, <laughs> yeah. so I love to do the whiteboard sessions to get it out. And, and like I said, people will look at that and go, that looks so different out of my head. Because so many times we're afraid to talk to other people because of judgment and fear of, well, judgment. And people go, oh, that's a dumbass idea or, oh, that's great. You should, you should, you should. And um, I have a coach friend, Rob, that um, he he has a book called Quit Shooting on Your Kids. <laughs> I love it. And don't, you know, but I can only imagine your circle of friends. I this love is, it. I'm starting yeah. to learn. Yeah. So um, but I, I said, you know what? People should on each other as adults all the time. Right. And so I think that shuts you down from asking advice from friends, from significant others, um, and just sharing it. You know, I, I just had a, a person say, oh, I'm starting an online boutique. I go, she as a she hired me to do a strategy session with her and never told me one of her secret dreams was to open this online boutique. I was like, <laughs> you know. So sometimes, you know, even for me, I, I, you know, clients have to learn to trust and open up so they can tell me all their secret goals and dreams, but that's great. It's like, you know, peeling back the layers and then you, you just get them to be authentic and, and you're talking about communication and just communicate and 
communicate authentically. And that's what I love about coaching is just seeing um, that person be reborn and come out from that funk. And after last year, a lot of people, including me, were in a, a funk many days. You know, I called it the the roller coaster ride of uncertainty. Um, and I believe you did hear me call it, refer to it as the pandemic instead of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one of my phrases. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to create a whole uh, dictionary for you, the Sandy yes. Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Now, now going into some of your backstory, and this is this is cool because you're talking about creating people and creating, you know, the lives that people didn't know that they could do. I want you to get into that story about the football um, oh. because it's awesome to read this. And like you said, maybe not a lot of people understand or know this part, but this speaks to the ability of you for coaching and actually that action-based um, work that you have done. Now tell me more about that. Okay. So what, do you want me to go back to when uh, we first started and I had definitely, to- okay. definitely. Um, yeah. We're going to be here all day. Uh, so- <laughs> So if you're driving and listening to this, take the long way home, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so yeah, um, years ago, and I'll, I'll, I'll quickly get into this, um, a friend of mine that I grew up with, we've known each other since we were eight years old, um, emailed me, I think there was email at this time, um, <laughs> she said, oh my God, there's women tackle football and they're coming to Indiana for tryouts. And, you know, but here are the requirements at the time. Um, I didn't have insurance. I was in between insurance companies. Um, and so I actually couldn't try out. And I was a single mom and my daughter was little. Oh. And I'm like, eh, can't really risk a broken leg or anything right now. I risked right. it later on. Um, that's what ended <laughs> my career. But um, so I went with her and she played and I loved it. And at this at this time is when I had my I owned my marketing firm. So I was helping them. And then all of a sudden I get a call one day saying, hey, the owners, um, you know, because they started actually playing and they were called the Indi- uh, Vipers. The, okay. I can't remember if it was Indiana Vipers or whatever, just the Vipers. And they, I got a call and she and one other player were going to turn it into the Indiana Speed. And I'm like, perfect. They're like, can you help? And I'm like, absolutely. I love this. So I started really helping them again for free because, you know, it's infancy stage. And right. then that transition to um, like what happens with everything, it, it, I just kind of get involved and then I go, boom, I, all of a sudden I'm running the show. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> that's why I went to entrepreneurship. There you um, go. And people always said I'd make a great um, Navy fighter pilot. And I said, but I have a problem with authority. And I would have never made, I wanted to just be the general, right? That probably wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. I'd be doing so many push-ups. Um, so we started doing that. And then um, I, like I said, I started running it. And then I didn't know what happened at this point. I got a call saying no one's responding. Um, and we need to order footballs or something like that. I'm like, I don't need, so I picked up the phone, called the one woman I had met in, in, that ran and owned the Dallas Diamonds in Texas. And I said, Dawn, what do I do? And she's like, well, do you want to keep the team going? I'm like, yep. She goes, okay, here's where you get footballs, uniforms, blah, 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 blah. And I just jumped in and did it. And so then I started running the team and, you know, started going after sponsorships and figuring everything out. And then um, we were like, so Dawn and I were 
pretty much running the, the league. There was, oh gosh, you know, 16 teams all over the United States. It was cool as hell. Um, it was just amazing. And so here again, you're, you're letting women, straight women and gay women, um, play a sport that only men had played and, and do right. something they've always wanted to do. And the thrill, I mean, just the, the thrill. Oh, oh yeah, and, I can imagine. And, and when that, and honestly, it does hurt, but when you hear the pounding on TV, that the smack of the pads, that's really louder than it is. But um, sometimes it doesn't hurt as bad as it sounds, and sometimes it does. But um, we just were like, okay, we've got to get the attention of something bigger than us because we're not going to make it until people take us a little more seriously. That this isn't lingerie football. This isn't right. The all that you know, the Hooters girls. So <laughs> I'm sitting there, and the NFL could give two craps about us because it was us. So I, and I loved arena football and I sat there at my desk and I picked up the phone and called the AFL in Chicago and said, hi, I'm Sandy with the women's professional football league and and the team, Indiana speed. You guys are unique. We're unique. I'd love to learn more uh, from you. Can we collaborate on something? And at the time, and now I'm going to, I remember his name was Joe. He was in charge of, um, like sponsorships, he went to the. He ended up leaving and going to the golf um, net, network or golf association, and right there, it was three years of us flying all over the United States, going to Puerto Rico for arena football league, learning from them. I was always a wow. the girl in the back corner, like listening and learning. I mean, and I, all I had to do because of them, I was able to pick up the phone and to any vendor in the United States and say like top of the world was our um was our hat vendor in Oklahoma yeah. and oh David Rudkin if I don't give him a shout out he'll get pissy <laughs> love you David um so I'd call him up you know before I even knew who he was and say I'm I'm with WPFL Steve and Joe with AFL gave me your name they're like okay great what do you need and they gave us their prices so again it was that amazing collaboration but it was it took I had to get the balls up to call to pick right. up the phone to call. And that was stepping out of your comfort zone and into a world of fear where they could have just been like, you guys are good luck, you know, bye. Right. And, you know, that's, again, what I help people do is take that step. It doesn't hurt as bad. Sometimes you're going to get, you know, in, if you're in sales, lots of no's, right? Right. Um, lots of your crazies. But Jerry Kurz, one of the founders of the AFL, just amazing. And to this day, we still text and tweet. And um, David Baker was the um, commissioner at that time. And we literally had um, everything ready to go and shift our league to indoors. And we were connected to the American Heart Association. Um, We had created all this. This is where it is kind of sad. But so every dollar no matter where you were in the United States, if you went to a, a women's professional football game, which would have been a women's arena, um, was going to go to American Heart Association because a lot of people wow. don't know heart heart disease is still the number one killer of women. That's crazy. I, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So we had all this ready to go. We were in Puerto Rico. We shook Commissioner B- Baker's hand. And then um, we were like, he's like, let's go. Let's do this. We were going to go to New York um, where he was housed. The AFL, his office was. And then he... Um, everything just stopped with the AFL. They have, they had the AFL and they have two, the feeder system, the feeder league, and they had to pause. And oh. 
it was just like, oh, so hard. It was so hard. But it was, I mean, I will never forget that time. And we still kept the the league going. We kept it, you know, outdoor football and right. things. And then um, I actually played and in 08 and 09. And that's when, um, God, besides my pinky and concussions, um, <laughs> I've in sciatica issues. I, I broke my leg in two places. Ugh. Yeah. And after that, um, my daughter was like, mom, you know, she's been around this since she was what, five, six years old. She was running the merchandise stand. She was water girl. She, she knew it all. <laughs> she told, she would tell it when we went and did, um, cause we actually created the first, um, all pro and women's super bowl in oh Georgia. God. Yeah. It was crazy. The mayor was there and all this. It was so cool. My daughter went, up to grown adults. I think she was probably 10 or 11 at this time. And they were not, did not know what they needed to do to set up the merchandise tent. And she's like, move aside. I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> where did, I, I think you come back to the, the yeah. thought of where did she learn that from and the, and the power that you're able to bring to these, <laughs> cus, these clients that you have. Yeah. That's what's so cool. Yeah. So you, you instill all that in them and she she now has ridiculous work ethic. I know where she gets that, but but yeah. So again, just that whole the, all those times and those. So we we I guess you know even there I was because people were like, oh, you're a football coach. I'm like, no, I'm coach, business coach. Um, I have no idea how to create a play. I've run them all. You know, I can run a, right. I can run That's a nine. I can run a seven. I know, still know what a three is and a post run, all that. So when we watch football, I'm the one yelling and cussing at the. <laughs> and, I love uh, it. Yeah. So, but all those years and still, you know. So I started coaching years before and helping these women step out, stand up to their family as they came out. Because right. at the time it wasn't cool to be gay or wasn't acceptable. And right. we gave them that safe space to do that and to see their families then learn to support them and start coming to the games and to have them sitting in my car, bawling their eyes out. And then, you know, a month later, everybody's supportive and back together. It was just a, such an amazing family. And um, yeah, since then I have friends all over the United States because of that. Wow. And it's, still a cool it's still a cool story you know when i'm on when i was on crutches and you walk in and they're like oh what happened and it's like football injury and they're like what okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it just yeah it's it's just really really cool to help people step out of their comfort zone and to learn how to embrace their badassness I, I love it because you know on your website and you can go and uh, visit our website at www.badassbusiness.coach on, it, on there, it says one of the things that a lot of people ask themselves, oh, my God, why did I wait so long? And I think you answered the question when in that story of you really did action-based uh, movements, action-based steps to be able to get to where other people needed to be. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I was taking from that is like, my listeners, why are you waiting so long to do what you can do? What would you say to those people that are waiting so long? Get off your ass and do it. Ah, that's what I was hoping you'd say. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It doesn't hurt as bad. You're going to wonder why you waited so long, like you said. And, you know, you're going to screw up. Right. And that's okay because everybody, all the gurus around the world, all the big coaches and say, you know, you never, you'll never fail until you try. 
And that's what people's biggest, I think, drawback is. And it's fear. Bottom line, men, woman, man, woman, doesn't matter. Fear. You're, it's all fear about looking stupid, being humiliated, you know, you know, and then you just hide it or you just don't ever take that step because it's easier to stay in your comfy little fuzzy slippered world of safeness. And then you live a life of regret. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Well, Sandy, it it has been an honor to have you on today. Thank you. No, I always end the same way and I ask different questions and I, I don't know if you've already cheated and listened to an episode, but um, here's the first question. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) All right. What would be the one big suggestion or advice that you would tell your 18-year-old self? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that question, and I I forgot to to think about that. I think I'm still thinking. Um, (laughs) I would have said, well, first off, I would have said, because I I lived, my my first book is all about that, how I lived in fear myself, how I said I was going to do a lot of things. I would have told myself to get off my ass and move to Florida like I was going to, like I was supposed to, but I allowed other people to talk me out of it. So take those chances, take that step. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I want to, I want to pitch another book, uh, your first book from there to here. I love the title of that. Yep. Yep. Um, they can also go on your website to be able to find that. Yes. Um, and we've said that website is badassbusiness.coach. Um, number two, are you ready for this one? All right. This one's a good one. Okay. People are going through hard times, challenging times right now. What would be two daily habits? And it can be in the morning or the evening that you'd suggest them to incorporate in their lives to start living forward. And I know what everyone says, you know, um, (laughs) but honestly get up and stretch and that has nothing to do with business. You know, you hear people go, Oh, well get up 30 minutes early or go work out or, um, you know, eat a healthy breakfast or read journal, you know, do whatever you want. But I mean, that's just getting your blood moving and stretching yeah. And giving yourself that private time, that me time is so important. Um, one of the things I always talk about with my clients is when they are in a spin, it's like, well, if, if you're not putting yourself first, you're not showing up 100% for anyone, your family, your clients, your customers, your patients, whatever. So, you know, because women mostly, I guess, put, don't put themselves first. You'll hear them say, oh, right you know, family, husband, God, business, you're down. Well, then you're running at 25% and you're not ready to walk into the house and have, you know, spaghetti thrown all over the wall and the kids screaming. Right. (laughs) Right, I literally told some, I told, I did a a talk um, about this and I said, I don't care if you park your car which a lot of people are working from home now. So it's really hard. Right. Uh, But I, in this talk, I said, park your car, and sit for 10 minutes. And you see this in what there's a commercial now where she tells her husband, I'll be there in a second. She just sits oh, yes, back in her car. That. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Get yourself solid and ready and the right mindset to take what on what's ever going on in that house. And right now I have so many friends that are teachers as well as business owners and moms as well as dads and everything right now. So find 10 minutes in the morning to just stretch and 
and get that blood flow and energy. And then if you want to journal or work out or whatever, do it, but just get your mind right. However you want to do it. I, I love that advice. That's, that's perfect. And that's the fun part about this is people get so many different perspectives so yeah. they can take what works in their life. And I think that's one of the great things about um, what you just said is, you know, that stretching and that personal time is huge. Yes. All right. This last one is a fun one. All right. All right. If you could have coffee with three people, they could be deceased or alive. Oh, three f- people. Okay. Th- three at a firehouse table. So really this would be perfect for you because nothing is off the table. You can talk about anything, ask them any question. Okay. Who would so they are, be and why? Are all three people at the same time? Oh yeah. Okay. So Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I'm totally like my, my current man candy is so like, like, what is your infatuation with Snoop Dogg? I'm like, he is seriously the coolest fucking dude. And I just want to sit and chat with the man, you know, just hang out, party, whatever, just talk. So Snoop Dogg, number one, absolutely. Um, I love it. And um, maybe Steve Jobs, just because he's so um, in, inventive and yep. and people hated hearing what he said and he, whether he was a a jerk or not, you know, he created the laptop I'm talking at right now. Right. (laughs) And he was against the grain like you. Yes. Against the grain. And. Hmm. It's always tough. I know. Cause I was like one all, Oh yeah. Snoop Dogg, hundred (laughs) percent. But these other people, I mean, I loved it. I listened to Richard Branson's book. Um, he's just inventive as, as well, inventive as hell, you know, always, I mean, he's taking chances and he does such an amazing job of empowering other people to find their greatness and badassness. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I guess that would be cool. Yeah. Well, Hey, I want to not miss out on the last word because Oh, no. uh, it has been such a great time to have this fun activities with you. Oh, yes. <laughs> you remembered. Fun-tivities. I love yeah. it. I yes. love it. It's, it, it's, it's constant making. I love the new words. If you want to find out more about Sandy, make sure you go to her website, www.badassbusiness.coach. Sandy, thanks for so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you. This has been a blast. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Well, thanks for joining us today. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening and supporting the Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Remember, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And please share this episode with a friend or family. To find out more about Fireman Rob or reach out about a question, go to www.firemanrob.com. Until next time, live your life forged in the fires.